What's up, guys? This is the Sports Frenzy Podcast. This is your host, Taylor Darty, with my co-host, Dylan Saunders. What's up? We're going to be uh, talking about just basically the NBA right now. We're a little little late on the situation, had a little technical difficulties. We're just going to be kind of leading into this. Just uh, This is just kind of a first podcast. We're just really getting a feel for this stuff right now. I mean, we're going to be picking up, getting a little better as we go, I'm sure. Um, we're going to lead right off in, but uh, let's see uh, – we got the we got the Lakers. Uh, they made really the first move, honestly, of of the uh, free agency. Yeah, yeah. Kind of before free agency really even started. Uh, I mean, hell, I, honestly, I, the way I think of it, they made the move before the season was even over. Honestly, yeah. I mean, it had to have started before then, for real. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the prediction was made. I mean, it was who wouldn't have seen it coming, and that would be Anthony Davis to the Lakers. I mean. Probably one of the biggest moves that we've seen in a while, Com- you know, compared to the KD to the to the Warriors a couple years ago. I mean, you know, it, it's it's one of the biggest moves we've seen in free agency in a while, and it's a lot of a lot of. Uh, I don't know really what the word it is I'm looking for, but it it, it, it makes things interesting. I'd have to say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, KD was a phenomenal pickup for them guys too. I mean. Ian, in my opinion, was was a really snake move, but I mean, dude, KD just turned that team into something vicious and scary. They were already good, but he added. But I mean, you know, a lot of people hated on the move. I even hated on the move, but he got his rings. I mean, as as a player, though, you know what I mean. Like (laughs) you're gonna want to go into this. He went strictly into this looking for like dubs, pretty much. I mean, yeah, one hundred percent. He went into this thing looking for well, nothing I mean, but rings, he definitely bro. got it. I mean, the Warriors did. Did they win that that year before? Or was that the year that LeBron won? Was it the sixteen seventeen year that LeBron won? And then they, they picked, picked up. Yeah, the reason that they lost because yeah. everybody was saying that, but the Warrior fans were saying the reason that they lost because KD couldn't play yet. That was pretty much the reason. But uh, I mean, they were playing LeBron. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it is LeBron. LeBron has a uh, single man effect when he has to. I mean, he was he was accompanied by Kyrie, which is very nasty at the position that he plays. Um, yeah, when he was healthy. Yeah, LeBron struggled with a little health this season himself. Uh, yeah. I think we're going to see a little inner beast LeBron come out this season. I think he's going to he's going to have to turn back into what he used to be. Uh, everybody's been knocking on him just because he didn't make the playoffs, but I mean, the man honestly, he he averaged like. Incredible numbers. His season. numbers really didn't drop off. They didn't get better, but they didn't drop off. I mean, which is something that is outrageous for the age that he is. I mean, he's what, 33, 34, 35. I think he's like 33 or 34. I mean, at that age, most average players will be out of their prime, slowing down, you know, just being role players or just small pickups at veteran pickups. You know, it's – it's the fact that he can keep his tempo and keep the level of play that he has his whole career at the age he's doing it at, you know? Absolutely, dude. He's honestly like a cyborg. Him, like, him, Kawhi, and Tom Brady got built somewhere. They're not human I mean, beings. The, the sad part about it is Kawhi, he's still young. He's oh, still I know. Young. And I mean, honestly, one of the biggest moves ever, you know, in the NBA could 
be very well Kawhi going to Toronto like he did. Yeah, I mean, he, he got his ring. He it's got a his shot in the dark, honestly. Finals MVP, and then he left him after one year. I Honestly, I was surprised, but then again, I wasn't at the same time. Honestly, I was surprised because I figured he would stay until they couldn't make it any further and then try to transfer and go somewhere else. But the fact that he won a finals, you know, well, not a finals, but he won a championship, and then he won finals MVP – and then he just left like it was nothing, like they never accomplished anything together and went to another team. I mean, it's respectable, but it's not at the same time. It's respectable because he wants to try to build another team, build another championship, and go somewhere else and, you know, show people that he is one of the greatest players in the NBA. I, I love Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard's quite he doesn't say nothing. Shows no emotion at all. He shows all sh- of his emotion with his game. Yeah, he's he's not a showboat by any means, dude. He's his game is unbelievable. One hundred percent. I don't know. I love I love the guy. He's he's honestly like I don't know. He's he's just the type of player that has got all the skill sets. He is a great shooter. Great above the rim, below the rim. He's all around. He's got. Probably the best defense in the league besides the mm-hmm. Greek Freak. Um, I, I would even argue that case. I would too. I would argue that case. But uh, it's going to be this season coming up is what's going to be insane. I'm so excited. I'm not going to lie. I'm so excited. This future I, season is going to be lit. I'm, I'm not going to lie. You know, every for the past three or four years, before obviously LeBron came to the West. Kevin Durant, well, I would even say after Kevin Durant went to the to the Warriors, you basically knew who was going to be in the finals every year. And that was the sad part about the NBA. That was the state I didn't like. It's almost like in college football. You look at it every year, you're either going to have Clemson, Alabama, you know, most of your – two or three or four teams that you have to pick from that are going to be in the championship every year. It honestly, you know, for the the way I look at it, the people that are fans of those teams, it's fun. You know, you, you have no doubt you love every year. But the people that are on the outside looking in, it, it gets boring after a while. It gives no excitement. But the fact that the Warriors are split up for the most part, and teams are dropping out from a super team and going to, you know, duos. That's not as overpowering as you have the Warriors with Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Stephen Curry, and Draymond Green all on one team every year. Your whole starting five is on a all-star roster. It, it, it's not exciting because you know what to expect. The Kawhi claim along. Until Kawhi came along. <laughs> well, also, they put all this money into this big superstar team, and injuries literally ripped that team apart. Bro. Yeah, Kevin Durant tearing his Achilles. You know, Clay Thompson, what, did, what happened ACL. Did he, uh, towards ACL? I mean, it, it that alone, I would have to say, probably tore apart the super team era and along the side of Kawhi snapping his fingers like Thanos. Is basically <laughs> what happened. Dude, I—I I, I mean, I just can't. I can't brag enough on the guy. Honestly, you can't. This—this impossible. He's done it twice. 
to super teams twice. Yeah, he did. He did it to LeBron when he was with the Heat, and yeah. basically after that, they split up. It was over with. Um, does deloading replace KD in any part when they come back a full team after the All Star break? Because that's supposedly when when Clay Thompson's coming back. So I mean. D. Loden's got that outside shot, though, just I, like KD did, but he don't have that other game like KD shooting up the top of people I, and stuff. I guess the thing about it is is you look at the Warriors as a healthy team, even without Kevin Durant, they won, what, 73 games in that one year without him? Yeah. I mean, they could even do it without D'Angelo Russell, in, so in my opinion. I think they could, but with him I don't him know, are they there, too far along now? I'd be doing that. But having KD all the time, is it changed possibly the, you know, the, the schematics of the team possibly? I don't think so. I think that they still have their roots because, I mean, they were a decent team throughout the playoffs without Kevin Durant because you think he missed nearly every round of the playoffs besides, you know, the finals. He came back and tried to push a, a calf injury, which when he came back, I, I knew something like that was going to happen because you look at – Kobe Bryant, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he had some calf injuries before he tore his Achilles when he did. And after that, the question is, will Kevin Durant be the same player that he was? Did – I mean, I really don't know. I don't don't know if it was was a coaching decision or if it was KD's decision. I don't don't really know uh, whose decision it really was for him to go back in and play the next game after he had – you know, he missed that one game and he came back. I don't know if that was his decision, the coaching decision, for him to come back and play. But in all, I think it was a uh, very honestly a dumb decision to come back and play with that calf. I, I knowing knowing the outcome of what could have happened, which actually did happen, honestly. Right. I, I mean, I guess it was probably a uh, a push decision from the staff themselves, but I guarantee you it was a mutual effect from Kevin Durant seeing that the Warriors are. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that they were struggling. But they, you know, it it was more of I think of a team player decision trying to get out there to help his, it, you know, his comrades to try to win a championship and just get it through. Because I mean, if if he didn't tear his Achilles, I honestly think that they would have stood a better chance. But I mean, it's just an unfortunate event to happen. I mean, you know, it's I, most people saw it coming. Some people didn't. But, you know, it's a 50-50 shot when you have a strained calf or whatever he had because I don't think they ever released the injury report on it. I know they just said he had calf issues and that was it. I I don't think it was much past that. But coming back from a strained calf, I mean, you know, there's some kind of precautions that you have to take. Some people saw it coming. Some people didn't. And unfortunately, it happened. And I think that single-handedly destroyed the Warriors – and on top of that, Clay Thompson tearing his ACL. I mean, it, it really hurts. Um, I, I honestly take – I think they take that game if Clay doesn't get hurt. But what's more wild to me about Clay Thompson is the man comes back in wanting to play the, off the game and the coach wouldn't let him play the game. Man comes back, shoots two free throws, bro, with a really? freaking torn ACL. That's insane, bro. That's like Kobe coming back and shooting those free throws with a torn Achilles, bro. That's – the thing, the it's way I look about the way I look at it is Clay Thompson. He is a true competitor. I, you can't take that away from him. 
I think Clay Thompson's honestly the best shooter you've ever seen anybody's ever seen in the game. Yeah. Uh outside of Bird, which Bird never had a three line, but Clay Thompson to me is the well, I will say this. Clay Thompson's the best pure shooter I I've ever seen my with my own eyes. One hundred percent best off the ball player you, the, could, the, you could possibly have on your team. There's times that he averages like four he, he like averages like 26 points in a game, 27 points in a like game. Four or five dribbles. And he's put the ball on the ground like four times. That's literally insane. That's honestly the be- one of the best kind of players you can have on your team. It, it spreads the floor out a lot because it shows that you have an off-the-ball mover, which is really a threat to a defense because you got one or two players that have to try to keep up with that. Because if your one player gets lost in a pick and roll or, you know, a screen and can't keep up with them, then you lose another player trying to track him down. That's that's one of the biggest threats in basketball is a very good off-the-ball mover. It, it really eliminates a lot that you can do. I agree. I mean, he's, he's great. <laughs> he's literally a great um, – I guess we can move on from this uh, this little situation that we got going on. Um, we can we can go on and lead on off into the nets. Uh, by the way, this is a, uh, this is the Sports Frenzy podcast. This is your host Taylor, and I got Dylan Saunders with me too. Uh, we got uh, KD and Kyrie and DeAndre Jordan teaming up together with the Nets. Uh, KD's still going to be on an injury. Probably won't come back all season next year. Um, Very unfortunate. It's a very unfortunate injury. It really is. He pushed himself to his limits, and I think he pushed himself a little too far. Um, I'm excited to see what Kyrie does with a team that's really young, like he just left. He didn't seem to do real well with the team that he just left. Um, I think that uh, – I just have a bad feeling, man. I, I think they're going to clash. I think Kyrie and KD is going to clash. That's just what I think. I, I mean, don't think that they'll clash. I just don't think that – you know, Kyrie's basically going to be in the same situation he was with LeBron. But you think about it, last year during the season, Kyrie did say that he wished he would have listened a lot more. So who knows? He may give up that role to KD and say, hey, this is your team. This is your team to lead. I'm here to listen. I'm here for suggestions. I want to help, but I can only do so much, and I'm here to help you, not you here to help me. Um, I don't know. It's, I think it's going to be hard for him to turn around and replay the role that he played. Um, cause just simply because, I mean, after you become the person that you, he wanted to be, um, you know, being that leader, I think it's hard to, to come back and, and, and I mean, you could still be a leader, but you're still not the, the number one guy. Like when he when he went to the Celtics, he's the number one guy. Which they picked up Kemba Walker on a four year, one hundred forty one million dollar deal, which was unbelievable, honestly. Yeah, yeah very. Uh, Kemba Walker, I think he's going to do well with them. Uh, they also uh, got rid of Al Horford and uh, picked up Enos Kanter, which I think is also great for the team. And they they just signed Taco Fall to a contract. Yeah, too. Taco Taco, that's Ooh, crazy. Taco. The freaking but, fans and the Celtics teams are raving about it. I think Taco will be good. His his height and his ability. He's he's proven that he's more than just a tall player. He's fall. He's he's a, he's a foul out guy. Yeah, um, <laughs> you put him in a foul out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but back to the situation of the whole Nets situ- You know, Nets organization and and your Boston teams and all this other stuff. 
Speaking of Nets, KD, the Knicks wouldn't offer him a max contract. Why? We don't know. I think it was a horrible, horrible decision. Yeah, it could have revolved around the whole Achilles tear. We honestly don't know. But, I mean, it could have, it, it really could have been a good turnaround for the Knicks because if they sign KD, more than likely they're signing Kyrie. So, it, it's a fallout. Honestly, it is. And I don't think R.J. Barrett, which, I mean, was a good draft pick by them, I don't think he can lead that team by himself. I just don't understand why they didn't even offer him a max, quite honestly. I really don't. We're going to take a quick uh, intermission, and we'll be back. What's up, guys? We're back. This is the Sports Frenzy Podcast. Host, your host, Taylor Darty, and your co-host, Dylan Saunders. We're just leading back off into this. Uh, KD, um, not giving him a max. That's just literally – or not even offering it. It's literally absurd. Um, I don't even know. Did they even offer him a contract at all? No. They didn't? No. From what I understand, from what all I've heard from everybody that listens to, uh, they haven't. I know that Stephen A. is big mad. He's still big mad over both of them, losing two key stars to a team that hasn't even been literally in New York long at all. That's mm-hmm. um, just – it's crazy to me. Um, they didn't even offer. I think they offered uh, Kyrie, but KD not even getting offered. That, that's an if. I, I don't know if they offered Kyrie or not. I know he was a huge talk for the Knicks for a while, and – it, being a big talk for the Knicks, that was what I think, a, a, you know, brought a magnet to Kevin Durant showing that he was going to come there. But that dropped off quick because out of nowhere you started seeing, you know, Kyrie to the Nets. And once you saw Kyrie to the Nets, and all you saw was Kevin Durant to the Nets. Um, you know, it really started with the Knicks, I think, when draft day happened or, you know, actually the lottery happened when they didn't get first pick and lost that to the Pelicans. I think that could have been big. It it would have been a huge, huge impact because you would have had Zion Williamson as your number one pick. Yeah, and once you get Zion Williamson, that's just the domino. That's a domino effect. Once you get him, I think that that attract your bigger superstars to try to morph him into something that they can run with as into a third superstar. Um, I think that uh, I think Zion scares me a little. Um, not really a very effective shooter, I would say. Um, hasn't been quite the healthiest human in the past couple months. Uh, had that injury with uh, with Duke. Now he has that injury also with. Um, Pelicans, with yeah. the Pelicans in the summer league. I mean, it, it wasn't a massive injury, thank goodness. I mean, it was just a bruise. It's kind of a little something just to shut it down. But I honestly, I honestly think that it might have been something that they planned. You know, you you look at a rookie that maybe thinks that they're too good to be there, and that's just mainly ready for the season to kick off. It could have just been a bruised knee just to get him out of there. Um, that's the same thing, man. I, just, I don't know. Really, I think the biggest thing is once your season starts is when we're really going to see if he's what everybody thinks he's going to be or what everybody thinks he's not going to be. Um, really, the biggest concern now surrounding 
everything about him is his weight. Can he handle it? Can he hold it well? Or does he need need to lose weight to be able to extend his his effectiveness in his career? Um, I know Stephen A. don't believe that. Stephen A. went off on a guy on his actual show. <laughs> guy called in, talk about his baby weight, want him to cut weight, make him kind of like a LeBron. But, I mean, let's just be honest. There's nobody like LeBron. His physique, his mentality, his just drive, his unstoppability. But um, I think that he could be that guy if he wanted to be. But, um, I mean, let's just be honest. When LeBron came in, LeBron really wasn't big when he came in the league. But LeBron's outside threat was not nowhere near what it's been in the past four to five years, honestly. LeBron James, is, his uh, three-point ability, just outside shooting in a hole, it's has came. A lot, yeah. it, it's extended unbelievably, honestly. He's He's worked on it, which, I mean, the man still can't shoot free throws, for God's sake. And he's <laughs> literally, I mean, he's been in the league, what, 15 years now? Yeah. That's it's that's embarrassing, honestly, to me. Uh, kind of like Shaq. <laughs> but um, I think that Zion's going to be okay. Um, he's, I, he's having too much hype around him. People are hyping this man up way, 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 way too much. The dude is having too much weight on his shoulders um, because if he's not going to be – what everybody thinks he wants him to want they that they want him to be. Um they want the man to literally be another LeBron or another Michael. They want him to be a god in the NBA. They literally. want him to be a LeBron, a Michael, a KD, uh, you know, somebody like that, somebody like uh like a pre injury uh, you know, Boogie Cousins. Um I don't I don't I don't know, man. I, I just think they're overhyping him. I love the kid. I think he's a, a phenomenal athlete. He did him and uh him and RJ Barrett, they meshed well at Duke. Um can't forget Cam Reddish in there neither. Yeah, uh, Cam. I mean, I mean they had a solid team, but um, I don't know. It just scares me. He's also got that little injury prone as of right now. Until that changes my mind, I mean, it's scary. But you, you got to think about it too. Even uh, God, what's his name? He plays for the Kings now. He was a rookie, I believe, a couple years ago when Lonzo was a rookie as well. Going into the summer league, he had an injury as well that kept him out of the summer league, but he turned out to be pretty pretty good. I can't think of his name. I'll figure it out, and I will get back with you on that. But really, I think his weight and his size is what makes him so good. Um. I just think that the, the, the kind of the unstoppability, yes, because going to the rim, it's, it's going to be different. Uh, people think that it's still going to be really the same because uh, him going to him going to the rim uh, in college is going to be way different than being in the NBA because he's going to have players just the same size as him. But it's going to be the best from every team. Yeah. See, I mean, he's going to be going up against some, some major key stars that's going to be just – beating his stuff backcourt and he's not going to know what to, I, I think that which it honestly scares me because like i don't know what he's going to think when he goes up to the rack and he just gets his his shot sent back to the other side actually of the court. has matched physicality yeah yeah so you like it's like he's literally um he's he's a literal man amongst boys in college basketball literal literally yeah um i mean even in the summer league is all you're playing as most rookies I mean, you have some people coming from overseas that are a little bit older, but most of those people don't play against talent like like 
like that's in the NBA because most of your people overseas are playing to try to get known it, you know, to be able to play in the NBA because only your best players from your European or Asian leagues are the ones that can even stand a chance in the NBA. I mean, that compares to uh, the Luka Doncic. I mean, dude was an animal in Europe and he's proved to be just as good in the NBA as well. So, I mean, it's just kind of a thing that we're going to have to wait and see. Can he live up to the hype, or is it just going to take time? I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. (laughs) That's the only way. He's going to just have to prove his stuff, I guess. Um, I guess we can uh, move forward. Um, The Sixers, man. The Sixers made some – I don't know, man. I'm just not feeling it. It's 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 a it's a little rough situation for me. Um, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, and then they signed a massive contract on Ben Simmons that cannot shoot the three ball to save his life, but runs a point guard position. Dude can't shoot a jump shot. Period. Mm-hmm. It, it really scares me. Tobias Harris on a five year, 180 million, 180 million dollar deal is uh, quite absurd to me. That's that's to me that is an elite player contract. That he's not elite to me. Al Horford old as dirt. Mm-hmm. They signed the man on a four year, hundred nine million dollar contract. Come on, I mean the dude he's he'd be lucky to finish his contract out to be quite honest. Which yeah. him when 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 uh, when he left the the Celtics, um, I think they made a great pickup with Enos Canner. Uh, Enos Canner was at the Trailblazers. Um, well, had a solid year. Had a solid year. Played really good for them. He was a really good key for them. Uh, they only gave the man like a total of six minutes to pick his contract if he was going to take it or not. Which really? he has to make a phone call overseas and stuff to get in touch with his parents. Uh, I know that in Turkey, they're literally like they hate this man because he lashed out against their leader. But I mean. Uh, I, I personally myself would have to be making a phone call to my family to see what they thought about my decisions and everything that I should be doing and going forward with my career. Um, I think it made a smart move. I think it was a good pickup also. I think for the Celtics, it was a smart move too. Um, but, I mean, the Sixers, man, they just – I, like I feel like they shot themselves right in the foot, man. I'm, I, you know, I'm really curious. I'm wondering how hard they actually tried to keep Jimmy Butler. I, honestly, they lost him to the Heat. I wonder how hard they actually even tried to keep him, or if they were trying to save their contract for Ben Simmons and maybe saving room for a, you know, an extension with Joel Embiid later on. Um, I don't know. Jimmy kind of scares me. I feel like he's almost like a like a Camelo, like a nuisance to a freaking basketball team, man. Uh, he tries when he wants to and doesn't when he doesn't. You know? It's the same thing that happened when you know when he was with Minnesota. Um, yeah. I love Jimmy Butler. I think he's great. I really do. Um, would I add him on a dream team? Probably not. Um, he's just scary to me playing with with other with other. I mean, not. I wouldn't say decent. I would say semi-great players. Um, I think he's going to do well with uh, the Heat. You know, they have that talk right now of if uh, if CP3 is going to end up staying with the Thunder, if he's going to end up leaving and going, uh, getting traded to the Heat. But he's 
literally he's the eighth best point guard in the NBA right now, and you could literally steal this man for nothing but nothing but picks. It's honestly yeah. absurd right now. Yeah. Um, he didn't mesh well in uh, in Houston. Um, I don't think that the mesh is still going to be there with who they just picked up on a trade deal. Um, I love both of the players. I think that Russell's amazing. I think that James Harden's amazing. Um, neither one of them have defense. Let's just get that out in the open. Um, but they both can shoot the ball well. Both can play off the ball very well. Both have good handles. But it's just going to be the factor of if they're going to mesh or not. That's just all. It's I think come really to. the biggest factor is whether they have enough respect for each other. It is really the biggest thing. I mean, if the respect is there and that they, you know, still have that mesh that they had in OKC, if they do, then, yeah, great for them. They're going to be a pretty good team. But if they don't, then it's just going to be a failed project. It really will. Yeah, I don't know. We're just going to have to lead off into the season and see. It's going to be crazy, I think. Uh, this coming up future season, you really don't know who's going to be in the championship. You don't know who's going to even be in the playoffs, quite honestly. Um, the West is just freaking loaded, man, to the rim. I'm talking about almost every team could possibly make the playoffs. If not to the finals or the conference championship, they could disguise the, the limit for the West right now. And, you know, talking about the West and talking about the stacked teams, you know something that we actually overlooked in the West? We actually overlooked Paul George going yeah. to the Clippers as well. Yeah. We didn't even talk about that. Paul George joining Kawhi Leonard with the Clippers is, I mean, you know, okay, so the, the biggest talk right now in the NBA is which team is better in L.A. I think – it's a very, 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 very hard discussion to actually break down until we actually see. Really, most of the thing is is opinion based. You know, it's it's more so who you follow more, who you like more. You never really know. Is LeBron going to have the season that he usually has? Is he going to be able to keep his same pace? Is Anthony Davis going to stay healthy? Is he going to play at, he, is it at his usual level? Are they going to mesh? Is Paul George and Kawhi Leonard going to mesh? Because, I mean, their defense on that team is absurd. I mean, the total amount of defensive players that they have on that team is great, but will they have enough scoring to be able to match that? Because, I mean, they say defense wins championship, but you can't win championships without scoring. That proves with the Warriors. The Warriors had great scoring, and they won many championships. Um, really, I, I think the Lakers is going to be the better team, mainly b because they have more depth and they have more experience. With LeBron, I, I wouldn't say that he's going to be single-handedly the reason that they won a championship, but he's going to bring a lot to the table that helps these other guys learn and help them prosper and grow to the players that they should be i think that i mean we didn't we didn't get to see really ever a, a true healthy demarcus cousins last season i think I that demarcus that. cousins was an absolute steal for the lakers this year um i think that if if he could you know come back this season this coming up season and uh be what everyone wants him to be and what he used to be I think that he's going to be a huge key for this team, man. And uh, 
you know, LeBron go into the point, which is going to put uh, big, big pressure on everybody. Because, I mean, that's just going to screw your defense all up. Yeah. I mean, you're putting Danny Green at the two, Kuzma at the three, and then you're going to have um, – Probably either Anthony Davis or – You're going to uh, have Anthony Davis at the four, and then you're going to have Boogie at the five. Either Boogie or JaVale McGee. just depends on who starts. Um, it's going to depend on who outplays who, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what your camps are for, to say who who is the better player. Okay, so to wrap it all up and end it all, you know, end all discussions, your top five for your dream team right now, if you had to pick an Olympic roster, who would it be consisted of? You're, we're just going to say you're starting five. And if the people that are listening – you have a top five that are any different than ours or just top five in general put it in the comments i would like to see this i'd like to read all of them i'd like to see your opinions Absolutely. what you think that'd be cool make it interactive for us i would like to be able to hear what you guys want us to talk about you know big topics that are going on what you for us to talk about you know just more interesting things we like to hear and we want to take that into action and be able to use that you know to our advantage but Taylor, so who would your top five be? Um, who would your point guard be? Um, as a point guard, I would, I, I mean, I'd probably have to, uh, uh, I'd probably have to go with Steph right out the gate. Steph Curry would have to be my number one point guard. Uh, Steph Curry's unbelievable, dude. He has shots that just nobody ever hits. Um, Steph is probably the most magical shooter I've ever seen play the game. Right. The dude hits shots that are just unbelievable, unstoppable. You could be in his grill, three people, it don't matter, falling back all over him. It does not matter. He's not one of the better clutch players. He uh he he's not really good in the clutch, not not a last minute player, not a last second shooter. Um but he makes he makes some unbelievable plays um and in some good situations, uh, he he can put your team back. Him and Clay, especially him and Clay together, man, they they can they could throw up twenty points in, oh, in yeah. a matter of seconds. 100%. Okay, so who would your shooting guard be? Um, number two, um, I'd probably still go with Clay. I really would. Uh, Clay Thompson is. They're just a one-two. They're one-two hit. They're nasty together, man. Splash Brothers. They call them that for a reason. Three okay. points are just all over it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, so what about your shooting or not shooting guard, but small forward? Uh, small forward. I mean, that's easy, man. Come on, um, easy. I'm probably gonna have to take LeBron James on that. Um, I think he's still the most elite player in the league. It really takes no discussion of why you even chose that. I don't even have to hear anything of why you even chose <laughs> that. It's just one hundred percent. I think that's honestly everybody's small forward in their dream team lineup. Regardless of the era, I think if you take even back to the 80s, I think you would still take LeBron James as your small forward. Okay, so what about your power forward? My power forward? Um, I would have to go with Kawhi Leonard. Okay. He's, a, he's, he's literally a showstopper, man. Stops the show. Ends the show. He does it all, dude. He, he goes to it. Rip to the Warriors. <laughs> Finally, that era over. Thank God, man. Okay, so what about your center? My center, um, that's tough. Um, there's some there's some great players that that play that position. Um, the best I think I could probably take 
I gotta take Ant Man. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, dude. I gotta take him. You know, the funny thing is, most of your top five, literally, I would say, is probably 100% equal to mine. I think the only thing that I would change would probably be shooting guard position. I think, really, it's a tough one because I would I would say Clay Thompson's probably my number two pick, but I would probably put as shooting guard James Harden. Yeah. Mainly because... I'm sure if you have respectable players around you that are equal talent and that are level-headed and understand, you know, the play style, you probably would space the floor a lot more. And I think as far as he goes, I think he would fit very well with a Stephen Curry or, uh, you know, a LeBron James or Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard. I think that top five there, I would say Steph Curry, James Harden, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, and Anthony Davis. That top five would probably match up against the Dream Team. In my honest opinion, I think they would match up against the Dream if Team. If you really just wanted to mix things up, man, you could really throw in some Dame Dollar at the point instead of, instead of Steph, dude. Damian yeah. Lillard, dude, signed a four-year, $196 million extension. It's crazy. And the fact that he, Amazing. he, he doesn't want to – he doesn't even want to leave. Team up. He doesn't he want to team leave. up with anybody. He wants to do everything by himself. It makes things so unreal. The fact that he's an old school player, he wants to try to win championships with the team that he's at without having to make extra moves. It is absolutely unbelievable. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many things that we could talk about and so many things that will come to play when the NBA season actually starts. Mm-hmm. I'm just – I'm so, so excited for it. You know, it's really a dead time right now. I'm a basketball follower. I don't watch as much NFL or MLB or NHL or, you know, MLS or soccer or any of those as much as I watch NBA. So, it's a lot easier to follow. Right now, it's just a dead time. So, you know, once the season kicks back up, I think the podcast will, will really kick off. Especially and with NCAA coming back, too. That, too, yeah. NCAA is going to be crazy, too. I That's think once be sports get in the full, full sprint. We're I just think, kind of in a downtime right now. I think things will get very, very, very interesting and very, very, very fun for mm-hmm. us and for you guys as well. But I think that's where we're going to end it for today's podcast. Um, it's been you know, fun. We've enjoyed it. Catch us on Facebook. We'll be trying to upload as much as we can, at least two, three times a week. It really just depends on work schedules and, you know. What's going on. Yeah, what's (laughs) going on. We're just in a dead time right now. It's just going to be a little rough for us, but we're going to try to push out as much as we can to you guys and just give give us feedback, man. Give us us everything we can. But uh, this is the uh, Sports Frenzy Podcast. This is your host, Taylor Darty, your co-host, Dylan Saunders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We out this thing. Peace, peace.